Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday Showcase. Highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome back, everyone, to day two of MetCon 2020 for the non-podcast content um, panel, which is kind of answers the question, what do you do when you have an audience, but you're not currently making your show? For some people, this may be... Um, if you have a serial podcast, maybe this applies more to you, um, because that question can be really, really hard to answer. That was really cute, Kai. Hi, Eve. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, hello. Sorry um, she's just heading home. So. No worries. Um, so it's, it is it is kind of tricky, and I was talking a little bit uh, with Greg about this this morning. Greg from Ghost on a Train is... Um, some shows lean themselves to having a lot of fresh content to use on social media, whether it's highlights or mm. their proximity to their guests so they can make extra content. And other shows are, are, are completely remote. Some of the people have never met. It's really hard to make extra content. So uh, I yeah. think um, a big part of what we're going to be talking about today is that premise. How do you engage with your audience when you don't have new um, official content to give them. But, but first, let's go around. Uh, everyone can talk about their projects and what they're doing. And uh, let's start with whoever's on first of my screen, which is uh, Kai. Tell me about you, Kai, and what you do. Um, I do uh, sort of sci-fi, fantasy kind of audio. Uh, what, what? No, that's not how I describe it. Sorry, it's mm -hmm. hot. Um, mythic sci-fi, right? Mythic sci-fi, that's <laughs> it. Mythic sci-fi audio drama. There's like angels and uh, aliens and uh, gods and spaceships. And uh, I, I um, I'm a sound designer. I've started calling myself that. A sound artist as well, because I sort of will then go and do very abstract things with sound. I love talking about sound. Um, but yeah, it, it, for what pertains to this thing, I'm, I do big sort of sci-fi kind of space opera very sort of um extensive universe type shit um yeah that's me uh, and uh, i love doing it and yeah the sound is the big thing for me and um yeah. aaron this is the kai that is going to be editing super suits so you are officially meeting who uh who the show you're part of uh hands are in uh very this is the long distance thing isn't it <laughs> this is this is that whole long distance thing um kai is extremely talented we call him our podcast child in the network because oh is the mad scientist of sound if you were there for the opening ceremony uh you would know that kai frequently i say frequently he has literally lit microphones on fire and then put them out just oh yeah to... i was there for that yeah. i was there for yeah, the yeah. story yep that that's kai <laughs> yeah kai is the dr frankenstein of sound and and is uh very very good at, at what they do um ed tell us about yourself and uh uh i know you were just on here but for those of you checking out this panel maybe at another time what do you do? Uh, yeah, so I am... I'd, I'd call myself... I'm sorry, I'm a heretic here. I, I'd call myself a role-playing game creator before I'd, before I'd mm. call myself involved with audio dramas. 
Um, uh, however, uh, you know, over time, tell you what, let's come at this from another angle. I build universes. A universe is like a house, right? A role-playing game lets you open the door, wander around, and in theory, you can access any part of the house. But in reality, you're probably not going to access much more than what's on the first floor in the immediate area, right? Mm. Big house, bigger than my house, some huge mansion. Um, A comic lets you peek in through the window, right? Uh, On the first floor, that thing that was going on that maybe you never, maybe you did find when you were playing the role-playing game, maybe you didn't. Comic lets you peek through the window. I have to assume that following that analogy, an audio drama lets you listen listen at the keyhole mm-hmm. to a door or, or maybe through the wall, hear through the wall next door, what, what's going on. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've not really particularly tried that analogy um, with, I like uh, it. Uh, uh, with audio dramas. But yeah, so um, I figure that various types of media let you explore a universe in different ways. There are, there are different stories. There are stories that are better told as audio. There are stories that are better told as mm. a role-playing game session. It it depends what kind of story. Oh, I think it lost okay. you there. Just, oh, oh, there it goes. I was I was following That's... that. <laughs> no, he was he was saying what. So Tony and I had this conversation after the panel last night. Oh, he's back. Okay, good. We literally oh, said and... this exact thing without the fly on the wall. You could be a fly on the wall listening in mm. to your. I was trying to, for your and house metaphor. My Discord breaks from time to time. It happens. <laughs> Continue, Ed. Now you know everything about me. <laughs> I mean, so Ed, Ed is a very multifaceted creator. Um, audio dramas, comics, uh, started with uh, RPGs uh, and tabletop RPGs to be specific. So Ed has kind of sat on many sides of different fandoms. And I am very excited to see kind of how you handle non. We'll say non-podcast context. That's probably where most of this applies. But how you handle your non-direct um, product content when it, if it's yeah. not in an audio drama, if it's not in a comic book, if it's not in one of your yeah. games, how do you enrich your fans into this? Like these other worlds you created. Uh, so thank you again for uh, being here, Aaron. What do you do? Hello everyone, I'm Erin Nicole Lundquist. I'm a professional voice actor. I've been working for seven years. I currently have things coming out on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Peacock. Uh, I started in audio drama and I've never left. I absolutely adore the audio drama world. I've also been a guest on several podcasts. If you do informative podcasts, things like that, uh, love those as well. Those are just awesome. And I am here because for the purpose of this panel, sort of why you how you can and why you should involve your actors in non-podcast content to keep the momentum going in between your seasons or your episodes or what have you yeah and i think we'll definitely have uh, how it relates to super suits we have some uh work that we've already done together to provide that content so it'd be fun to dig into that um uh and so paul what is it that uh tell us about yourself and what you do hi uh i paul uh, and I am the creator of The Green Horizon, which is an Irish sci-fi comedy, um, which is fun to do. Um, uh, just released season three, and I'm currently writing season four, which is uh, quite difficult. But I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm working hard, and I'm, I'm quite interested in this panel to see how I can keep my uh, 
my listeners engaged because there's going to be quite the gap between seasons because there was some gap between season two and three or yeah mm. season two and three was about a 15 month gap mm-hmm. this is the this is what i need now so i'm very i'm not here as i'm here as a panelist but i'm also here as a listener so i'm very excited yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, yeah, so I would, you know, I would love to take part of this panel towards the end after we've talked about some ideas of what we've already done and how we can expand upon it to come up with some ideas for Chain of Being for the Green Horizon and maybe some ideas for the other projects we currently have going on and see how we can expand upon those, come up with some content. Paul, I know you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Ty and I have worked together to make Patreon exclusive stuff or just, uh, you know, like uh, we made a trailer together and you know, that's not technically non-podcast content but it it is it sets outside of the making episodes um and so there are a lot of things that we can do it's just brainstorming what's the best way to tackle that will we have the time and the resources uh to do so so um ed because you've been you've been at this for for quite a bit you've had 10 years of crowdfunding experience and kind of building the small company when you are not crowdfunding how do you interact with your fandom very bad at it i'm going to be the first person to admit that i'm i'm very 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 bad at interacting with the fandom apart from putting material out so what i've done in order to adapt to that uh, i should say that's fine like anyone who's listening to this like if you're a creator and and you're like yeah um people basically scare the shit out of me yep yep i i i understand completely valid um someone someone at work reacted with surprise when i explained that i'm an introvert um obviously i've learned to interact with people in this kind of scenario but the idea of trying to interact with my entire community on a regular basis yeah no so what i do i go okay what what other content can i make what what content can i give them that sort of enriches their experience i've been running a patreon for nearly 10 years now um actually that's an exaggeration it's more like nine and a half um we round up it's okay (laughs) um and uh, I, I quickly identified that there were a few things I could do. So obviously my primary thing is role-playing games. So every month I put a session out. I go, okay, guys, here is your monthly session. Sometimes I put two or three if I feel so inclined. Um, I, I do it for different games and I go, here's a campaign that I'm writing and here's part one to ten or whatever uh, that I'll do over the course of a year or so. Um, I also, uh, as a role-playing game creator, uh, I have a lot of artwork. Um, my, my rule books are full of art. So what do I do? I reformat them as wallpapers that people can use for their screens or for their phone. And I send those out. Um, I, you know, I, I, I make sessions available to people who want to play them. We, we run sessions on our Discord. Uh, we've got a Shades of Engines Discord. We run sessions. Uh, again, that's content. It's it's giving people the opportunity to play that game that they bought and their group may or may not have the time or be able to get together or whatever. Yeah, there are games running all the time. You can just join other people in the community. Um, awesome. I, and, and the other thing that I've done, and I've, I've done this a few times with audio dramas, so maybe it's a bit more relevant to everyone else. Um, I, uh, both in the, uh, the recording session with Jennifer Hale that I referred to previously, and also with, um, 
with with the voice actor who was sort of the main character in that particular audio drama, um, I went, okay, well, we've got some time left. Ad lib something, or, or in the Jennifer Hale case, I wrote something very quickly on the spot, um, and and just got her to record some extra, you know, an extra forty five seconds of content um, that w- will not appear in any episode. But we just had some time left. Um, I had the voice actor. Uh, this is this is referring to Radio Free Tyrannus, which is um, it's sort of a sci fi. Um, Imagine uh, uh, Alex Jones from Infowars, but like in a cyberpunk future where like him yelling that that like they're putting chemicals in your cereal to make you suggestible is probably true because it's a cyberpunk future where <laughs> where they're probably doing that shit. So um, so so yeah, this was sort of the concept behind behind Radio Free Tyrannus, and um, I just I just got the main voice actor to just do. For a month, we do um, every November. We do what I call era mo, which is sort of my version of nano rimo. Um, and I I got him to do his audio thing, and and every day he would record five minutes of a rant about some company, and and we we got like thirty of those that that again we've just been throwing out from time to time, uh, you know, between seasons for like yeah okay, and uh, you know his his broadcasts aren't going on and. We don't have like all the all the um, all the stuff we'd usually have, but yeah, just just hey, just five minutes a day. Go ahead and throw out a rant about some company that you're pissed off today, pissed off with today. You know, <laughs> art reflecting life in a in a in a very real sense. Gotcha. That's very but awesome. Yeah, just sort of all, all kinds of stuff. Mm. Just my experience is that when you're creating a project, you probably have a lot more stuff than you think is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, bloopers are fantastic. Um, going back to the crowdfunding thing for a minute, people will pay an extra $10 on any tier for, for a blooper reel just just to hear you punching yourself so hard you go, ow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do that kind of thing a lot. I, I commit. When, when I do Foley, I commit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. That that kind of already gets me, um, kind of gives me a lot of ideas to kind of think of for um, our shows that maybe are struggling to come up with. What can I do to add uh, to add to the experience of of my show and and get my fans involved? Um, I want to go over so to... outtakes. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was. Um, uh, what were you going to say about outtakes? I was just going to say outtakes and bloopers are just also very fun to edit as well, like on, on the creator's end. Like, I remember just like cycling through every single record. Like, I will just cut them out, put them into a folder. And they are just like so entertaining because it is this kind of, I don't know, there is that, that wall that is put up between you and a listener. And so it becomes, and especially when the character, you know, you may not necessarily see any interviews because we're just an indie uh, show. So then to see them sort of just be themselves is very kind of, you feel like there's an extra connection with the people involved in the show, which I think is a really nice kind of, Thing to offer um so i love doing the, the the sort of outtakes of um chain of being which is so just so entertaining to like put together let alone like and yeah. it's such a ser- it's cool because chain of being is a very serious show so yeah. that, that kind of the dichotomy between a, yeah. a blooper reel and the mis- mythic science fiction that is <laughs> chain of being um yeah. that is very it's very cerebral and, and lore heavy <laughs> and it's just it's really funny that to like uh to take that from that and um 
it, it is because you have one on the patreon um that is that is very fun uh aaron of you, you had mentioned uh you were talking about this a bit what as um what have you done as an entertainer with the shows you've been a part of uh to add non-podcast content to the uh audiences um so the even from the very first i feel like every single Every single audio drama I've been a part of has had some sort of non-podcast content in some way that's incorporated the actors. And I would encourage everyone to do all of them. There have been a couple that I've been a part of that haven't done anything. And I'm like, are you sure? Because like people like those things. Um, like Ed was saying about his character's rants. One of my characters in the very first one, I was in Splintered Caravan. Uh, the character I played was a robot named Tin Can. And she was a fan favorite. And she had logs of her observations of the world. And they were just little five-minute things that he was using as Patreon tiers, but also sometimes after a certain amount of time, he would release one on social media to increase engagement. Like, oh, what's this? Because like, it, it, it gets to expand the lore of your universe, and you get to entertain the pre-existing audience and hopefully draw in new audience. So anything you can do with sound taking into account whether or not your actors would be willing to do that just oh hey could you record this real quick or hey we will compensate you x amount of money for this like taking into in mind keeping in mind that that would need to be budgeted into your project depending on how the, your pre-arrangement with the actors of course that goes back to setting expectations prior to starting a project um i've also made a lot of let me throw some stuff up there. Visual elements. Um, what Ed had said, this is what I was going to say, is that you probably already have some sort of asset that you can repackage. And as an actor, I have made things like um, little promo posters for different things that I'm in for two reasons. One, I want to get shows out there. I want people to see what I'm in. I want people to see what I'm doing. But also it shows that I'm working. And for an actor, being shown that you are currently in a project, you just finished a project, there's another season coming in a project, you're going to be in that season, that makes you more desirable to people who want to hire you. And therefore, showing that you're constantly working or you have all of these different projects that you're in is great for your actors. And if people are like, oh, well, I did the show, I don't know if I want to do all this other stuff, maybe having, like, kind of inform, not informing them, but being like well it shows you're working like i don't know i don't know how to pitch that to an actor i haven't seen a lot of people who are against that mm -hmm. you know but here's one for storm chasers which is a podcast that's releasing now it has been fully recorded but not fully edited but something like this boop i put it in the chat and what it is is it's a screen cap of some art of my of of one of the side characters that I was. This wasn't even the main character that I did, but this character happens to speak both both Russian and English, and I wanted to sort of highlight to my audience that I am fluent in Russian. And so, look, I was utilized as this Russish character, and um, what that does is, oh, that's interesting. It it expands the world of Storm Chasers. It draws more people in, and I tailor my. I did like a postcard because you're traveling around different islands in storm chasers so it, it it's with the motif but i'll change them depending on what the material is i'm gonna do one more and then i will move i have got 
This is Palisine Tales. Boop. And I make these on my phone. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's not even that it, you, you can kind of get it down to, to an art, but it shows this is just some concept art that they had for the Palisine Tales. And I packaged that all together with permission from the artists and put my headshot on it. And I'm like, Boop, there you go. It's me. It's like the like the cast photos, but with a little bit of the concept art to show the world. I like that a lot. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I definitely want to involve. So what I actually have this this is the work of three different artists. Four. There's the people who did the like expression board. There's the actual poster for the project. There is a storyboard element on it, and then that background artist. So that's like four different people who worked on art for this project and i've incorporated that to sort of give a window into the world and then for something like super suits doing those um like tabletop rpg sessions um i i always think something like a q a after especially after your material has released doing interviews cast interviews ask me anything's like in your discord or on uh, if you pump it in like audio drama for Reddit or something, you could do something like that. Mm-hmm. But it depends on your audience. Twitter spaces, something like that, I think is really helpful in between seasons. That's very, that's a, that's a lot of really awesome information. And I, I think some uh, parts that maybe some artists are going to struggle with um, is that the access to um, more visual elements is a bit trickier for some than others. So are there audio only components we can do with that? And those are some of the, um, that's kind of what you're saying, these Q and A's and things like that. So maybe maybe like uh, Green Horizon doesn't have access to a ton of art. We do have some that Amy made, uh, but we can only repackage that so many times. So what can we then Um, do with- I have a good one for you. So please forgive me. This is a really old reel of old work. <laughs> no worries. But this is mostly audio drama work that I have taken stock photos or stock elements, and I have created videos, visual elements to go along with them. Mm-hmm. So um, these projects did not have any art to go. And I'm going to share. It's starting. It should. It should hypothetically start from something that was an audiobook. I swear, my acting's improved. But, um, but one is like literally from an audiobook. And the next three clips were all things. I made this whole reel. Because I didn't. How can you have me Different elements. So, and I actually did something very similar for Kai when we were doing the season one trailer. We didn't have anything visual to use except for the, um, uh, except for the uh, logo. So we had to say, what do we do? And we, Kai and I went online and we went to a shout out pexel pexel is a great free stock photo site and what we did is we we found a bunch of keywords we looked up different various space things things like that and then i was able to use a lot my after effects skills that i've generated over the years to create what i found to be a very engaging um Mm -hmm. visual aspect to go with the really 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 fun trailer audio that kai made and we were able to collaborate on something like that um for reality free. is yeah i was gonna say the reality is that uh, there's a lot of value to the audio only content it's plussed by visual element which mm-hmm. i think edges through something awesome in yeah. the chat I, uh, uh, I, I just dropped that in there it's literally we had a stock photo 
I wrote a short thing, a voice actress read it. It was to introduce people to my Final Fantasy-inspired world, Era Lost Legend. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she just sat there, read the thing, and um, yeah, uh, I literally just stuck the stock photo on it. Hmm. Done. Like, like yeah. that. You you can quite easily do something that looks good, as you were saying, from stock. It, you don't necessarily have to have great. I'm I'm actually better at video editing than that video might make you think. But um, <laughs> you don't have to have great video editing skills to stick a decent stock photo and then zoom it in a bit. Which is literally all I do. So yeah, there are very little things you can do with. uh, You can make a lot out of a little by just having Mm. having. I'm so focused as a graphic designer and a freaking perfectionist, like on a lot of things that like I need to make this big and extra. And 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 something that Hannah said yesterday when we were talking about this is like bigger doesn't always mean better. Um, If you can throw something together in ten minutes that does the job of something that takes me two hours to animate. Yeah. It, I, I don't think the Cobb trailer needed to be that exciting and awesome, but I wanted it to be because I had the capability to, but like it in no way needed to be that way. And so there's a lot you can do. Uh, Canva is an amazing free uh, platform online to make like graphics and uh, videos. And, and um, if I don't know if John is still in here, but John does everything with Canva. Canva I think it's just Canva.com. It is Canva. I just started playing with it on my phone, but there's another one I use, but Canva, I was impressed. I was like, ooh, a little less user-friendly than the one I use, but that's fine. I use, I mean, the my trailer I cut together was Premiere, so that's like anti-user-friendly. But <laughs> yeah. all my little pictures and stuff, Canva looked really useful, so I, I recommend that. So get into that. It's on your phone too. You can just play with it. Yeah, I I do everything in Adobe. Um, um, I could probably spend less time and do almost the same thing if I just use something like Canva. But I I like the oh, grassroots no, like approach it. for that. You know, I'm like, no, I want to build my website from scratch with HTML and CSS. I don't need I Wix. Want to suffer. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but don't Dane throw out. Yeah, I was like, don't throw away the idea of a little short 30-second soundbite uh, a minute from something that's already released or what have you, just as far as keeping your project alive, and something in the back that essentially looks like a mood board, because mm-hmm. that's sort of what we're talking about with like stock with a stock photo or a, a stock background. Um, people like to feel engaged, and they like to be moved in in as many ways as possible yeah absolutely um i think um i think we can go to uh kai and let, and we can talk about some of the things we've done or that you've done um outside of um making mm. chain of being what have you done to provide your audience with more uh like we the some of the maybe some of the stuff mm. we've done on patreon is a good example of that yeah, I mean, one of one of the ones that you sort of suggested to me that I thought was quite good, um, which I should do more really, but I just I've just had like my second year of university, so I've actually got a lot of time now, so I'll start doing this. I'll get back on the on the grind. Um, but the the one that was like because of this universe, the law and sort of details is so important to me, and I feel like it's so important to it just generally. Um, we said that like just a quick, very simple to make, just like sat, sit down for five minutes, pick a faction or a you know, a, a, a species and or whatever, and just talk about it for five minutes and just say, yeah, this is, you know, and like both like in universe and also in a meta sense of like, this was the inspirations. I think the last one we did was like the main galactic government. And it was like, 
yeah, it's my constant sort of internal battle as to whether I believe uh, in a state and whether a state has my best interests at heart. It's just this kind of thing, like, that's where it comes from for me. And so then you then, and then also talk about in the universe, the history and like why this they are the way they are and then potential plans and stuff. And I think it's kind of like, I don't know, shows the, the thinking behind um, a lot of it. Which I thought was a really sort of, and it's also just so easy as well, because it is just me. You know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it in my head anyway, so I just get to like vocalize it for like five minutes. I'm actually going to bring some attention um, uh, mm. to what Ed just shared to me. Um, <laughs> it's so pretty. I love it. Yeah, so Ed has this on ShadesOfVengeance.com. Uh, can you tell me a bit about Shades of Vengeance uh, while we're here, Ed? Yeah, of course. Um, Shades of Vengeance is you know, my my the name of my company. Um, <clears throat> it's sort of the parent the the parent thing, but primarily it's the game the game part of what I do. So I said, there's the games, the comics, and the and, mm-hmm. and the audio. So Shades of Vengeance is is sort of the umbrella for everything that I do. Um, but in particular, um, th- this page that I've just linked um, is is exactly the sort of thing that you're talking about. Obviously, I'm more a writer than, than I am a, a, a voice actor, um, although I have been press-ganged on occasion um, to, to doing bits and pieces. Um, so yeah, I mean, in exactly the same way, uh, that, that Kai was talking about right there, it's literally just, I've gone away, I've spent five minutes, I've written this thing, mm. and by the way, here's, here's, here's a thing, like, like, here's a thing that explains what humans are in my universe, or, or what yeah. a Zimian is, or, 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 uh, you know, uh, what, what CNC colonization and construction are like, and what they're all about, and why they're kind of dicks but less kind of dicks than yeah. other people are also kind of dicks. And uh, I, I, I sort of, I have a lot of respect for all of you people who write comedy because I don't write comedy. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote very, very dark, mm. like, like very, very depressingly sort of, this is what the future is going to look like because humanity sucks. <laughs> that, that is so funny we we have two space shows in a, in with us right now we have chain of being uh which we've done a little bit of talking about this really dark gritty uh mythic yeah. sci-fi world that kind of plays this this you know this 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 end that's coming to this world this this force yeah. that means to take the world back to the dawn of time with it you know and then you have <laughs> Chain, then you have Green Horizon, which is just full of just it's just trying to make Keel over laughing. It's so it's funny. It's being mean to each other. Yeah, it's it, it like, is just like like like, like a little redheaded child who's like borderline sociopath. Like like Red Becker, you're gonna murder people today. I would try not to. They were gonna kill me. I had to kill them. Like it's just like this really funny balance between. Kai and, and and Paul's shows that and, and they're like the best of buds. I mean, you you all knew each other before either yeah. of you were in the network, right? Yeah. First contact with anyone that had made an audio drama, um, sort of first friend in the in the world, and sort of come up together. It was quite quite cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember actually. Yeah. Why did you call, Why did you message me? Was it um? Was it Aud- Audrey? Was that what it was called? Yeah, Audrey. It was like how to, it was a place to swap ads with each other um, to like yeah. to cross promote, and it was just like, yeah, this website's a bit shit, isn't it? And then, <laughs> yeah. Talking of Twitter, and then yeah, it's very kind of like, yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. fun. And then we, but yeah, and we both kind Anyways. of come up and like that was like must have been like two or three years ago at this stage. So it's been a long, been yeah, a long time. Been. 
So, so that's some of the stuff that we've done with uh, Chain of Being. Um, and I think in a bit I'll come up back to to that. And like, if you ideally had the time and resources, what would you do? I think that'd be a fun one to answer. Is, I was, was uh, going to say actually one thing that um, sort of was was surprising for me, which I don't know how much it affected numbers necessarily, but I think for the people that are there already, I think it was quite good. But just um, whenever I, I like, usually with birthday money, and um, I would end up just like commissioning an artist to draw a character from the show that I really liked. And it was I, I tried to do a different artist each time because I like the variety of styles, and I think it's you know I think art is great, and I just want to like support people. So it's sometimes it's been friends, sometimes it's been friends of friends or just complete strangers. Um, and then just like posting that and just saying like, hey, this is the artist, this is what this character looks like, and it usually does really well. And I think because you know as much as I love sound, it's impossible to not say that we are visual animals we are you know it's a ocular centrist society so we love to see shit mm. um and so i think it's kind of good for them people can use their imaginations but to see what i guess like a, a canon sort of um visuals for a particular species is i think that's quite i don't know people like that um yeah i i think that's it's very interesting too because with like super suits we are very much like not very descriptive of the characters mm. in, in in the same way that we like even when we were doing the trailer, we're like, let's do low detail. We'll have clothing. We'll make them look glam and awesome. Like Cole's outfit is 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 super like punk and 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 it's really she's cute hair. But what actually Cole looks like underneath the clothing? Oh, that sounds a little lewd. Sorry, but you know what I mean. Like out, outside the clothing itself, how does Cole look? That is very uh, open to interpretation. And I I think that's like one benefit we get for being an mm. audio only. Um, and if we don't have narration. Because, you know, there's certain books yeah. that, like, you have your Robert Jordan's of Wheel of Time that will describe the corner of a uh, of a room in more detail <laughs> than, uh, you know, anyone that, that J.K. Rowling's ever described or anything like that. <laughs> and then you have, um, you know, we in audio dramas, we have this, like, very Im- ambiguous um, mm. um, descriptions that we can have for our characters, which lead to really fun interpretations of those characters. Like, the first... <laughs> the first art we ever got of Ross Arya was this like borderline monster like this is like almost like a monster design and Hannah's like wow that is not at all what I would consider Ross to be Ross is supposed to be very like elf like but this is before we had descriptions of Ross out um and Ross is very like almost elf like so it's really funny to see like what someone pictured Ross like, as yeah. and it was almost yeah. the complete opposite of how it was supposed to be um but yeah, yeah it's really fun you bet so like art is is awesome and having mm. um the ability to commission art or if you have just really talented friends that owe you a favor yeah uh that's always uh, yeah. a good time so uh, one you know. thing that art does do when you do have like officially commissioned art is that some people will come up with things like that. Just like you said, you're like, this is my vision of this character. A lot more people will go, oh, this is the character. Here's my fan art of this character. So it's Mm. kind of taking that official design, but doing it in their own style Mm -hmm. or then putting different clothes on them or doing like a seasonal thing or whatever. Um, And so I feel like having official art generates more art than if you leave it super ambiguous. That's my, Mm. that's that's just my opinion. Cause I don't know how many people some people have to sometimes like I see this character there they are but I feel like when people are inspired Mm -hmm. there will be more out there remember the first Mal Aria we got and it was just a it was literally a mosquito mosquito. man (laughs) 
just a mosquito. And it's like, oh, that, that, that was, I think, my favorite. I think that was our very first fan art, too, was That's that. That's how I pictured him, too, though. Literally, just from the description of him, I literally thought it was going to be a man with a mosquito head. That's just how I pictured it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I, I hope more art ends up coming, too. We've gotten some jack-of-all-trades art of, like, uh, Amy's character, Ed. Uh, people are really, really horny for Ed, apparently, um, which is which is great. Well, that, that, I that's mean, great. Have, you listened to, have you listened to Jack of Trades? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, she is the hot... I get it. She is the, the, the gaslighting she's girl boss. Like, she's awesome. I was like, don't spoil the... Don't. I was like, get close to spoilers. All right, anyway. Oh, no, gaslighting girl boss. She's awesome. Um, awesome. So, uh, Paul, when it comes to um, the Green Horizon, uh, what kind of content have you uh, created um, that's not an official serial entry to the series? I suppose I'm I'm quite guilty of being very one track minded, um, mm. and you know it's kind of like for me, um, and I'll admit it, like it's like get get the episodes, get it done, put all your put every ounce of energy that you have into getting the episodes produced. Um, and I suppose it's going doubly now because I've gone back to work. Um, and like a lot of the work I was able to put in was, was down to COVID being made redundant. So I was able to really put hard effort into it. Um, but I was, as I said, I was very guilty. You've just been like, no, show, show comes first, show comes above everything else. Um, and actually it was Kai who, who said it to me before. I was like, um, you know, you should use WordPress and you should start, you know, putting lore out there and all that. Um, and I said, that's, that's a great idea. And then I didn't do anything about it because I was like, I don't have the time. I need, <laughs> need to make the episodes, I need to make the seasons. But I was I was very lucky because um, the, the wonderful lads over at uh, Witch Hat Productions, mm. they approached me about a year ago, uh, Luke and Tata from Witch Hat. They basically yeah. made, wanted to make a, yeah, shout out. They wanted to make um, a TTRPG out of the Green Horizon universe. So I've worked the last year with them and they've been really patient because I didn't know what TTRPG was. Um, <laughs> and I was basically like giving them scraps, scraps of lore. And they like have to message me three or four times to be like, um, can we have some more lore please? And I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. And I have to write something down really mad and then I send it on to them. Because um, Paul does not write anything from his world no, down. It is all real yeah. estate in his brain and that's it. Yes, I do not. I don't do notes. Um, <laughs> and everybody's giving out to me over it. Um, <laughs> I just keep it all because my, my, my thinking is if I write it down I forget it and I will lose the notebook because because I, I lose everything I genuinely lose everything so I will lose the notebook and I will forget what I've written so I just keep it in my head um, and it slowly drives me nuts but um, in terms of non-podcast related content that's probably the biggest it is the biggest thing that I ha- that has been done to date because it is probably the only thing that has been done to date. It's it's also uh, snowballed into a potential. Wait, are we like have we said that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's potentially turning into an actual play as well, which then is even more extra content like deriving from that, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, that might be content. technically podcast content, but it's not yeah, mainline chain of be or yeah, not mainline so. uh, Green Horizon. So we can count Come that because it is extra oh, content yeah. that you're going to be using yeah. to fill up in between seasons, and it's not like low effort content that like you know you can turn out regularly like this is obviously like we have to have coordinate five people yeah, together yeah. to do this but yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah well that's the plan is to do one a month so that's that's the hope is to be able to have something once a month at least uh, to bridge the gap between season three and season four awesome. and i suppose voiders was the same um voiders was i did i did voiders because i couldn't because um 
like the main cast of, of Green Horizon, I record them all in house because they all like they're all locals living in Waterford. They're all my friends. They wouldn't have the recording gear. They wouldn't have the the access. They don't have the access. So I do it in house. But I decided to do Voiders completely remotely um, because of COVID. So again, that was that started out as something to be done between seasons, but that's yeah, that's turned into something as well. Um, so I suppose that so I suppose that as well as the Max Light, which is what the TTRPG is called, um, that would be the biggest um, non podcast related content I'm doing. Um, and notably, I'm not actually doing it because <laughs> I refer back to for me, it's like all effort goes into show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think this is a good time then to get into like what would you ideally like to do if it's not directly related to making an actual episode, if you had the time and resources to um, provide your audience with something extra, what do you ideally see that being? Um, and I'll, I can start back with you, Paul. If you could take your mind off of it or had someone to provide extra content, what would it be? I love it. Similar question like this was asked to me last night, and I said, "Graphic, a graphic novel would be." Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that novel. would definitely be something. Um, what I would love to do is, as well as that, is to actually do what Kai suggested. I do is to just sit down and just write the lore, get the lore out there. Um, and I'm very guilty of kind of lore dumping in the show. Mm. When I, and I, you know what I mean, like, and if people, because there's pl- big plans going forward, and I've I've written out plans for the show, and I'm like, this is the big bad here, but then I realize, oh no, I have never introduced this, so it's not going to have the gravitas. If I had a, if I had a, a work, fiction works behind me, for my listeners to you know be able to refer to or have read and stuff, and they know more about the show, then I'd be grand going the way I'm going, but I don't. So everything, like I'm trying to, you know, you're trying to convey the an entire universe through, um, through a, a, a comedy audio drama where everything's kind of being said in passing, uh, because you know it's, it's comedy. So you don't want to sit down and go, in "Hello, audience, this is this, this is this, this is this. Hey, this is this." You know, um, I think that is one thing I would love to be able to do is to uh, is to do like a proper bible of the show. So that and an audio drama and a and a graphic novel. For the That's people, but I, I had a question for the people that have do a lot of extra content um, that that kind of seem like have provided some amazing suggestions. Um, in terms of like how, say say for instance, I've got a character coming up soon that I know is going to be a major sort of antagonist. Um, but then, how how soon do you start kind of like hyping people up for that character? Because you know, I'm I'm I've got 18 episodes left of this next season, um, but I know this character is going to be a major part. Like, do I? And they've not even been cast yet as the thing. So do I start now, like, talking about them and start kind of maybe doing, like, you know, teasing the potential, you know, appearance of this character? Or do I wait until it's cast and I wait until the episodes are written so I can start kind of putting, like... Because how, how do I start getting people hyped for season two when there isn't a season two written yet? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've still got this gap of just a desert, basically. Do you see, do you see what I mean? Like, it's kind of... I think it depends yeah. on your style of storytelling. Because mm. if you don't want him to be, or him or her, it... If you don't want the antagonist to be a surprise or like, yeah, like a, how do you say? 
like a like a reveal. That's the word. There it is. Yeah, I was yeah. like, there's a literary turn for this. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> um, if you, if it's not going to be a reveal, you could always do something kind of cool, like one static art image where you don't even show the entire character. Maybe it's like the edge of a cape or whatever your universe makes sense for your universe. Yeah. If it's a sci-fi show, this the ship maybe. The, mm. that's like their ship or or part of or if it's on a planet yeah, they're building yeah. something like that um and then i think it'd be really cool to have almost like a little mini scene mm. of that of that character i know you said they're not cast yet but like when you do cast this person um you could do that i just i'm a big fan of leaving them in the story and like letting the story reveal mm. them. yeah that's cool Tease I, maybe. Uh, I, okay, I like that. Sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I forgot to cross. Um, I actually, yeah, I would, I would agree with what Aaron said there. Um, in terms of like a small scene, uh, one thing you could do is uh, have something just to show the aftermath of the big bad. Um, you wouldn't have to mm. voice cast. Say mm. something happened somewhere. You could have a That's scene. Yeah, we could have seen of two people literally just there talking. Or they're in, let's say this big bad destroyed a planet or a ship. And it would actually, I think it would neatly uh, tie back to your first episode of two people. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Talking oh, about it. Banani has an interesting suggestion as well. It's something in that vein. Diegetic oh. newscasts, they give a brief mention of them are things I've seen. So whether it's like a radio transmission from someone in like the Order or... Um, um, I'm not sure exactly what you're doing with season two, and obviously we don't want to spoil anything. Um, but there are there are definitely a few framing devices that you already have established in Chain of Being that mm. you could use to relay yes. information. And yeah. maybe there's like a gargled uh, talking about them as opposed to them talking to the audience, kind of thing. True, like yeah. some then sort of gargled Then you can leave everything open. <laughs> like you can you get you get to still play with who they are as an antagonist, yes. but you're you're building that hype. And I just yeah. think that that's so important to not... I'm such a big fan of leaving things up to the audience's imagination yeah, yeah. and letting them fill in gaps. Yeah. Like, I love that. Absolutely. Uh, you you might want to reference uh, uh, one of the one of the places in sci-fi where this was done extremely well. Star Trek mm. The Next Generation. Why? Yeah. Because they haven't figured it out yet. The neutral zone, end of season one. That's what you're looking for. Um, they they did a very very good job of just describing what what it looked like after the Borg had been there when they didn't know who the Borg were. They figured mm. it was the Romulans. It gave nothing away about what was coming I see. later. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, because you may have a changes in your writing that are going to occur, but if you leave yeah. what's happening ambiguous enough, that that's yeah, I mean, not going to be an issue, yeah. right? If you describe <laughs> the world after Galactus has been. Yeah, it doesn't matter what Galactus looks like, whether he's yeah, sure. fantastic four movie from the two thousands or whether he's oh. big and pink. It doesn't <laughs> matter, right? Yeah, the sure. point is what the world looks like after he's left. Okay, yeah, right. The aftermath, like, yep. exactly. Yeah, very cool. I like that, and that's because uh, yeah, you definitely have a kind of a, uh, uh, an interesting because there's different like pont like non-podcast content you can make as you're releasing episodes right you can release teasers yeah. of the next episode you can release highlights from previously released episodes but if you um if you're looking for devices to set 
up uh, content to set up future content, maybe there is some design space you can play with to do that. So, so like, I really like that idea, Aaron. And you, and you could also do character journals too. You could have other characters mm. instead of doing like a newscast. Your pre-existing voices that the audience already trusts can write a journal or do a, a log mm. or what have you of of, of and, and you playing adam delta five the main character you have a lot of yeah. opportunity to do things that aren't necessarily going to be scripted already in the show like you can yeah, make stuff true. that exists outside of season one season two that gives mm. context to those things um and doesn't fuck with canon yeah hmm I that's, like that. I've basically just written that, all of that down. So that's, that's um, extremely helpful. So, so Paul, you, you've mentioned that you wish that you could write all this down and put it somewhere. And, and I, I am redoing the Fasting Nonsense website. There is like room on the site that I would like to have for some sort of uh, Lord Dumpy area that you can read more. If it takes you to Chain of Being, um, um, like wiki of sorts that we have a wiki on site that maybe goes through the main characters, the main factions and things like that. It may not be as yeah. extensive. I know you actually have a chain of being wiki, Kai, that you... It's, it's, it's very... It needs more. Um, it needs a massive update, especially since I finished season one. It needs a lot right. more to it. But yeah, no, it, it was... Yeah, it was useful for myself as well to like actually solidify some stuff and go, okay, this is it. Now work around that instead of going, mm -hmm. oh, but what if it was this instead? And you're just like faffing about for like, you know. I mean, I can I easily, like once a like, show's page, I'm going to be restructuring, the, literally I'm very, breaking and rebuilding the entire site. Um, having, yeah. having a way for you to have essentially these like entries in here. Uh, maybe there's a way we can set it up as blog posts that where you put it in and automatically in file under chain of being, it goes into some sort of log on that page. These are things that we can explore that will help you all mm. um, create this content that you're already going to want to make, whether it's lore dumping or like a wiki style and uh, be able to point some uh, people to that. So that's something that you and I um, can all talk about is where do you put this info? Can I make yeah. a request? Yeah. <laughs> so I've tried to listen to Chain of Being twice, mm -hmm. and it's because I like to listen to my podcasts on YouTube, um, and it's not it's not on the Faustian nonsense YouTube. There's like a finale party, but oh, the actual yeah. show isn't there yet. So yeah. I was like, Can we put I'm going to end up listening to it on Apple Podcasts, yeah. but I don't like the way that my Apple Podcasts good point. works in my yeah, car because I, I, I make long drives, and so I can listen to a whole show like <laughs> that is something very easy um i have some yeah, of our shows on there um yeah yeah it's how i listened I, to jack of all trades it was one drive from colorado to la mm -hmm. and i listened to the whole show gotcha um paul i know you have we we have i have seasons one two and voiders up um, I can work with you on season putting mm -hmm. season three up. It's something we should do. I know you already. We we did the finale party or the sorry the the launch party on the Faustian mm -hmm. nonsenses, um, but I still have access to the Green Horizon one, and uh, that is something we can explore. Is like you know putting content, and if we make some extra content as well, there's no reason we can't throw it on YouTube um, as another potential um you know we put it in a playlist with everything and figure mm -hmm. that out so thank you Aaron. that's actually something i forgot yeah. that i probably should do is i was i was yeah i was just about to say because like the the youtube was made before i joined fn but we really should that should have been one of the things we did when i entered was like take it off and just start switching it over so it's all in one place but mm -hmm. i have been a bit crap with the youtube to be honest but yeah. and, and i've been oh, like i i don't know whether it's like correct for fn to host your show 
or have you as like a partner channel and you run your own because if anything ever happens and you want to like mm-hmm. move train of being off of it you know we've talked about that before is that like none of you are contractually obligated to stay with fn and we don't want your shows to be hostage on our youtube channel in that case um but it's it's just like it's just mp4 files so i'm sure it's fine to just like take it i mean i i personally would prefer that it's all in one place for people to see than to have to send people this way and that but okay i guess this this is on the fn one i was happy i was happy to have mine on you know i'm I like FN, so. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the panel. I just no, was no, like, no, no, I want to listen to the show, and I this want to. Well, this this is the thing, isn't it? Because, like, you know, YouTube content and stuff. Oh, and Aaron, oh. it might be another one of those. We, we talked about the rule of three episodes. Um, so the first two episodes where uh, Kai's actually gone back and remastered. And the third yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. I think, is where you meet Adam and is like... No, the fourth. I break the rules. I break the rules. You the rules. <laughs> so Aaron and I were talking about how, like, the first three episodes... The first episode, I, you're like, have, it's yeah. okay. The second episode, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And then there's there's something about the third episode the of third every show. Fourth, <laughs> yeah, by the third or fourth mm-hmm. episode of every show, because sometimes it takes three episodes to get there. And so whenever I introduce new... This goes back to introducing new people into your podcasts or audio dramas i tell everyone about my rule of three which is that every audio drama has a little bit of like a chugga 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 before the train kind of leaves and um i usually say give it to episodes three or four if you're if you're not you know if it's not your deal then then bail but usually the storytelling really excels Mm. after that point and my whole thing was like how can we fix that why can't we just go boom episode one launch like why is there a chugga chugga but we talked about that in another panel yeah paul's actually there for that one and how important the pilot is for that i felt so (laughs) self-conscious what was that ed i'm so sorry don't write it in order that's see i think that's the i think you're right oh that's what i did with the titans rise um, I, I did not write it in order, and, and we did not record it in order, actually. We recorded um, the way that Australian TV series record, which is all the f- over the place, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, here's a scene that we can do because the right people are standing here. Okay, and now this one, <laughs> and now that one, and we'll do this one now, and okay. Ed, do your high voice for the kid. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> um so we, we've talked a lot about like what our shows um if we could do extra content like what would we like um are there any examples from outside of your own shows or shows that you're a fan of the, mm. the extra content they've done what have you really enjoyed as a fan of those shows and uh do we think that there's something similar that we could emu- like uh be inspired by to use for our own projects and I'll kind of leave this open if anyone has any ideas. I'm probably the least actual versed in audio dramas because I'm very much of a guilty of I listen to our shows. I don't – and I got into it so late that I am not very good about listening to others. It's very definitely me who is least versed in audio dramas. Trust me. Oh, gotcha. Well, Paul, <laughs> Paul you, I know you are, um, you are a big audio drama enthusiast. You've listened to a lot of shows. You have a lot of favorites, a lot of suggestions. Um, when it comes to social media – uh, any extra content? Um, what are ways that you've engaged with shows that aren't necessarily um, strictly from their episodes entries? Um, well, I'll always say that I'm, and I'll always bang the drum for Alba Salix. Uh, first show I ever listened to, first audio drama, got me into the whole world. Um, whenever I make an episode, I my first thought is and always will be, is this 
is the is the quality as good as theirs? And if it is, then I release it. If it's not, I go back and I work on it again. But there, um, and this is one of the things that actually really excited me about making Maximum Light. Alba Salix have their own actual play podcast called The End of Time and Other Bothers. And it is phenomenal. Um, and I absolutely adore it. Um, so like, for me, whenever I, I do anything, I'm like, you know that meme of Mr. Bean looking over at the other person doing the doing the exam? That's me. And then the other guy is Alba Salix. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, and that works in acting too. There's like, if there's a technique that's working, steal it. Steal yeah. it from the other actor. There's a, you're going to sound different. You're just going to have mm. that technique now. So yeah. your show is going to be different, but you're going to steal from them. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I literally just advocated wholesale stealing from a from a sci-fi TV series. So yeah, yeah kind of agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did. <laughs> See, resistance I, is I'm futile, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much everything. Pretty much everything you want to write as a writer has been written somewhere yeah, before, no. right? Yeah, everything, everything is derivative at this point. Find out what you want to do differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, end. I was going to say like, but no one, but you haven't done it though. Is the big difference? Is <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it comes back to uh, what Ed said about the house and just the one story. It mm. comes down to archetypes and story, uh, you know, those big archetypal stories. Yeah, we've all heard the young ingenue kid meet the wizard, and then the wizard takes the ingenue on a trip, and then he loses his mentor, and then he goes, you know, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. That mm. that basic hero's journey has been done countless times since storytelling has began to, like, today and tomorrow. But it is through your lens that we are mm. trying to interpret these stories. Yeah, exactly. And like they say, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So it's not stealing, it's emulation. <laughs> and it's a totally different thing, and you can't sue me. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no lawyers in this chat to um, confirm it's or true. deny that, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, we can't get rules like rules lawyered on this. Um, yeah, I, was, I mean, I think the great thing about writing is you can pick and choose what tropes you really like and which ones you hate and which ones you want to subvert. Like, I love. I'm, I'm writing. You know, the next one's set during. Uh, I don't know. Like a sort of, I'm doing like a Clone Wars esque thing, and I'm just going to do loads of war movie tropes and sci-fi battle tropes because I think they're fun. But I'm going to subvert the ones I think are boring, and I think that's just fun. Um, you know, that's why writing is great. Maybe you're um, correct, Banani. Sorry, it would be law lawyered. That's not true. Rules law lawyered. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's kind of I guess we're, we said the trailer as an example is, uh, of like extra content. Um, I'm a huge huge fan of uh, the Great Chameleon War, um, which is like this sort of psychedelic kind of surrealist audio drama about reality altering chameleons appearing across America and just making dreams real and it's one of the best things i've ever listened to in my life i just i love it so much and the trailers like i i sort of tweeted out just how th great i thought it was and they played a clip with the visuals over it and it's just so like this video synth kind of bizarre like just weird editing and i just think it's so cool and it's just like yeah i love it i love it so much um just weird and kind of they're using like footage from akira and it's just kind of like yeah man it's just sick like it's very loud. I, I um, remember yeah. we we specifically talked about the Chameleon War, the Great Chameleon War, when we were talking um, trailer yeah. stuff, because uh, we were thinking about like what do we do with the visuals and 
and you're like make it fucking weird look at this i'm like all right i got yeah you. i think i think you had to scale me back a bit because i wanted to make it on i want to do like i do my noise music where it's like if you don't like this then leave but we were like yeah but it's a trailer you want people to stay yeah, we need this to be somewhat accessible kai we are trying to gather a fandom here yeah, but let me put it through a video synth like seven layers of fucking like yeah, <laughs> yeah no so i'm glad you reeled me back a bit it's like it's like no don't don't play this you'll scare the girls like that that meme <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no kai we can't video synth everything you'll scare the girls <laughs> I was saying, even even great artists like freddie mercury when he's left to his own devices and no one tells him no his work mm. isn't as glorious as when he has queen yeah. who all work together and temper what he, he wants to do so yeah true star wars episode one the ultimate yeah. example of no one being willing to say no to the great yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Oh, God. Brutal. Because uh, let's be honest, who's going to say no to George Lucas? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very true. Very, well, very true. A lot of people at the time did, but. <laughs> His ex wife. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Banani. Oh. Fucking roasting George Lucas. <laughs> Fuck George Lucas. <laughs> This is officially oh a George Lucas. I, I do not screen. endorse. I do not endorse. No, I was like, I do not endorse this talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, in with, no, you're no, trying no, to get no. in with the mouse. You can't. We're okay. That's true. We're, we're trying to get Aaron in with the mouse. We can't badmouth anything related to the mouse. No, George Lucas is great. Yeah, great Star Wars. Yeah, you have to love him. Yeah, he didn't steal everything from Dune. I promise. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I love Dune. I can't wait it's for the second emulation. movie. Emulation, emulation again. He didn't yeah, emulate everything from Dune. <laughs> Yeah. Um so yes, Dune is amazing. I agree. So um it is I think welcome to the Night Vale. Um Jackie has talked about we because Jackie and I have talked about how can we make content that's like fun and engaging, weird encrypted mm. and you know, we try to we had this little ARG that we did. We talked a little bit about this yesterday with um the Fight of Cicadies Twitter. Um, and that we had this kind of in-universe Twitter for the big bad account, uh, the big bad company in Jack of All Trades, and um, it was just like really weird, like borderline threatening images. It's at Fidesz Inc., um, and it's, it hasn't been active since the finale, um, and it was it's pretty fun, and it's just it's run like a very out of touch um, corporate entity. The only character, the only person we follow is. I swear to God, um, uh, Jeff Bezos um, is the only person. Stop. Yeah, it's the only person Stop. that Fidus Cicades follows. Um, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we had a lot of fun with it. And we're not sure it was necessarily successful, but also it was a, a brand new show. We were trying to funnel people from FN to mm -hmm. this pair, like, gimmick account, basically. Um, but it, it is fun, and it was, like, non-podcast content that we got to make to try to enhance the experience of our show. And uh, One of the shows I'm on, the Technomancy Project, has been doing that, too. The EPO, which is the government agency for that, has... It's, it's in the Technomancy Project Twitter, but all of the tweets are from the EPO recognizing the employee of the week, warning people to stay off the ninth floor because there's been a cryptid release, like, you know, <laughs> things like... Yeah. And it's... I, I enjoy when those pop up on my feed. I do think that's a valid extra content that doesn't take a lot of time to just go, oh, that's cute. Do, 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 do. And that's also From why I like in your world. Flyspace uh, for Supersuits, our, um, our fake Twitter that we made uh, for, the, for the, the, the purpose of the show. It's the in 
show uh, in the in-universe social media, and we tweet out fake tweets or, or flights um, from either characters I made up. I usually just go and to like the random AI face generators and use those, or I'll find a funny stock image. Um, and we had like our our uh, we had a whole thread in our Discord that was flyspates uh, uh, tests or flight tests and uh where we people got to write them and give them fake usernames and stuff like that and there's some recurring ones and that was a lot of fun and something i i should bring back because that is easy content that i can provide the super suits fandom that doesn't take a lot of work um it's as simple as coming up with a tweet and then writing it in uh illustrator and and, and then mm. exporting as a, a png and um and those are examples of things that i can do with super suits as well so um i hopefully we're we're kind of stumbling upon like what we can do for our shows um is there anything you can think of for chain of being kai that you think would be um um pretty easy to make visual content in some way maybe they're memos maybe there's um um, an entry in a log is there something like that that maybe can provide some world building that you think would fit in the world that would fit chain of being you you had me think. I mean, I've been I've been sort of in the back of my mind going based on this like character idea and and a thing I wrote ages ago, which I kind of have half forgotten about, um, was like uh, there's the sort of basically just I I, I the, like basically just like the the secret service kind of thing for this um, horrible government um, and like a sort of uh, called the Clastiers and a profile of like a person in them. So you do like different profiles of like, yeah, they were born here. This is their date of birth. This is, you know, their parentage. This could explain why they behave like this. They do this, they do that. And there's this kind of thing of like, why do they know so much about these people? Um, and introducing the people at the same time. So it's kind of like a sinister look into that. So that could be an interesting one. And then you just make it look like a sort of sci-fi dossier type thing. Um, some sort of visual element but and i think we could um i we could probably make a canva account and then i can add you to it and things like that so i could probably maybe set up a base design for you and then give you the ability to edit a template um and then if like there's something slightly more technical i can either teach you how to do that or do it for you Mm. and so maybe that's something we can work on john uh does everything in canva and john's uh, stuff is extremely uh, well themed. It's very consistent. He always has that green and the pink and the flamingos. Yeah. The, the, he's very, very good at his brand. He's a marketing guy, so he like really kind of yeah. uh, really grasps how to keep within his brand and um, is a very good example of that. I think we've done a good job with what we've done with um, mm. the Green Horizon and keeping it within a specific yeah. theme and color scheme. Um, and same with super suits. Yeah, I'm very, I am so satisfied with what I've done to make super suits feel consistent in every, all the marketing I've done with it. Um, and I can easily help Uh, you all make that, um, for yours too. We haven't brought up one thing that I wanted to throw out there really quickly. If you are making content on social media, we just mentioned tweets. So I just wanted to bring up, you can't, you cannot just take the tweet and then copy that wholesale to an Instagram account, a Facebook account, LinkedIn, I don't know. Um, Facebook what else? pages. I don't know. Yeah, Facebook, all of them. Because each platform has a different format that reaches its viewers. It, it literally, yeah. <clears throat> the algorithm depends on it. So I would do that research into how do I transform this concept from this tweet into maybe a paragraph and a half or two paragraphs for Instagram. <clears throat> 
and then expand that with like a crazy amount of hashtags for LinkedIn because you can kind of like copy those. Right. But and what works on Facebook because Facebook has different yeah, but like, wording that works for those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have, like two hashtags on Twitter, for example. Right. And on, like, on Instagram, yeah. if you if you've noticed like tweets that go really big, they have like this either, you know, sometimes they'll have one word if it's like like a lot of meme accounts are like one single catch line and then dot, 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 dot. And then it's a hundred tags. Um, a lot of other creators and stuff will ask, pose questions to um, uh, incite people yeah. to um or uh like basically have people interact with them in the comment section which also helps boost for promoted tweets or finding things on uh at the uh, higher side of those the tags themselves so there is there we could probably run a whole panel probably a whole day on social media and pick a social media and talk about how to be effective at it i don't even know Mm -hmm. if i have even an iota of information that would be able to cover that effectively because it is so ever-changing and how people are using these applications changes so much um, I tend to have podcast people focus on Twitter because I feel like that's a lot. It's easier to kind of put your focus in one place. And a lot of people, and a lot, sorry, a lot of specifically podcast peeps are on Twitter. That is where the Twitter like or the audio drama community resides here in Discord are your two big places for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a weapon. Yeah. If you're not doing this, this is also for you all. That's the hashtag for Audio Drama Sunday because Audio Drama Sunday has been a thing for like, I'm not going to say ever, but for years and years and years now um, where different podcast creators share something about the audio drama world, share their upcoming stuff, or just appreciate another project that they're that they like mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a good hashtag for y'all to use john specifically will okay. save a lot of his big announcements uh for audio drama sunday yeah, so idea. um and, and so like 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 let's say you do get something commissioned kai uh for mm-hmm. china being some art and things like that and you're like oh i'm really excited i want to post this now maybe it is a good idea to yeah. wait until sunday because it will get a lot of attention john has said i can post the same call to action on two different days um, and I could post it um, in the middle of the week on a Wednesday and then post it again Sunday and it'll get significantly more traction that Sunday Ooh. using Audio Drama Ooh. Sunday. Um, you'll, you'll see a lot of people are like, follow these people, check out these shows. Um, and that's a tool I'm going to need to use more for the network mm. to bring attention to either yeah. our original shows or our partnered shows. Um, this, this I've, whole... seen, um, I've seen... There's, I've seen... There's a couple of particular shows that I can that I can think in my head now that do that every Sunday, and they will have a, a thread with other shows every Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's great, it's brilliant for the community because then it's kind of those shows that are getting mentioned, they all kind of start engaging with each other, and then you know what I mean. And it is good. It's it's um it's a it's a what's the word like um. It's just, it's just good for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like it's like networking on another level because it's yes. like project networking with projects yes. rather than yes. like on an individual basis. Yeah, yes. a rising tide raises all ships might be what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's what I was looking for. I, um, something that John yeah. said as well is a lot of organic marketing and this networking. It is free, depending free with an asterisk because, of course. 
developing these relationships and creating this extra content, yeah, it's free, but it still takes your time, and your time is yeah. worth something. I mean, uh, Paul, yeah. I, I know, I know that like you, you have a new job, and it's been very, like, very exhausting. I know that like you're, you're happy that you're able to take a creative break, um, and and kind of come back in now in July with chapter or season four is in my mind. I'm ready, um, but. Yeah. You know that 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 free time of yours is very precious. You have a family, you have a job, and you have a passion. Doing more on top of that is is a tall ask. Um, mm. Luckily, is mm. when you're part of a um, you know you're part of fasting nonsense, and there are things that um, you have other people that you can rely on and help in certain situations. I mean, the thing is, all of us have free time that we you know like to spend, and but we do have this like really beautiful network of people that are more than happy to help uh, where they can um, to help pick up the energy and, 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 and bring all of us up together. So definitely if you, if there are some ideas you have, you know, the, uh, you know, where someone could say is no, right. You know, we talked about that earlier, you know, it's okay that um, we can all help each other with these kind of things uh, when we have the time and energy. A lot of my job is to be here to help you for whatever you may need. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of original projects now, but uh, it's still my goal um, to mm. help you with things like this because your show's doing well helps the rest of the network do well. The whole Our whole big thing is we want one show to do well so that that show can help promote another show, which helps promote another show, and we have this this awesome, you know, we, we talk about the advantage of being an FN all the time. We have people we can rely on. Um, and that's doubly true for, um, the purposes of what we're talking about here too. Can I just say that it has, it really has. Um, and I want to link this back into non-podcast, uh, related content. The, um, when I joined the network, one of the first things I said was, I feel like I don't have a brand. I feel like I don't have, um, I didn't know the word at the time when I was talking to, um, uh, the FN gals but the word I was looking for was brand I, d- I feel like I didn't have one um, and that was the first thing we did and we did kind of a we did a series of releases of of um, official artwork because I didn't I never I didn't have any official artwork before that mm-hmm. uh, the first um, logo that I did for the Green Horizon was something that Creva made it on Instagram art um, so it was just the Green Horizon in black with a green background and if you zoomed in too far, it would start to blur. So it was very done. It was done very much on the spot. And then I commissioned another piece for someone else to do. But then I was kind of like, you know, I, I was looking for something new and something to kind of link in and a brand and link in with like the characters and stuff. And we did a series of releases of that, which gained tons. I mean, like, so I was shocked at how much traction. And I think Kai, that's actually what you saw. And then you, you approached me about FN. Um, but the the release of the ship was the, was the oh, yeah. like I'd never seen anything like it on my Twitter. Um, so that kind of I I think from there I saw like from there and the release of this new artwork and I put it up on all across all my um, different platforms and from then I started to see an uptick in in um, in traction in traffic mm-hmm. um, on my mm-hmm. show and it has gone up and up ever since. But that non-podcast related content, I think, was actually um, the spark that really saw the show surge up in um, in numbers. Yeah, and and numbers so have been definitely. have been very very good. Your show performs very very well. Uh, um, I think is is the best performing show in the network. 
Um, so big congratulations. Like, you know, you work so, you work so hard on the show yeah. uh, and it definitely shows it is an ex- excellent experience. Um, and it is a very, very, it is a very you project. It definitely has your, your heart and soul in it. Um, and I mean that to the, um, the biggest compliment I can, because you're, you're yeah. awesome, Paul. Like I, I really oh. enjoy chatting with you and I really love your writing. Um, anyone listening in, um, are there examples of non-podcast company, uh, companies, uh, content for shows that you've, uh, been fans of, um, that you particularly enjoy interacting with, whether it's something small, like an in, in, in universe newsletter or, or, or uh, fan art or anything like that. Are there any specific examples you all can think of that have really mm-hmm. kind of augmented your experience with a show that isn't directly related to episodes released? Um, I'd be interested to hear if anyone in the chat has something to say. There's one on the tip of my tongue as well. I can't remember. Oh, this is, there's one thing that one podcast did that I wish everybody did. They made coloring book pages of their characters. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and they were like little simple line drawings and they released them as little downloadable things that you could print off and color. And then they had a contest for who had the best coloring <laughs> of the, co- of the, of their characters. I thought that was cute. I just, it was adorable. Oh my gosh, Supersuits could easily do something Plus. like that with all the characters mm. we have and how colorful that show is. That'd be amazing. Hmm. That's something for me to think about. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. I think we've got a lot of good ideas going for today. Um, Paul was it and Kai, oh, how are, are your brain juices flowing with, with ideas that maybe we can meet to talk about soon? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think this has, been, this has been very helpful. I've just been kind of listening. I feel like I haven't been very helpful with ideas. I've just been listening to to you two just talk about what like you've done before. And it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I should have just been in the audience. But um, yeah, this is very this is very fun. No, I like that for these panels because the whole Ooh. goal is to provide just, creators just, with resources. Like, yeah, uh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, the goal of these panels are to provide creators with resources to enhance the mm. shows. That doesn't mean you have to be a just an attendee to do so like having you in here means we can work kind of workshop this and and come up with some ideas on the fly and in a brainstorm environment which has been fun yeah see there's always what did banani say there's always the classic american tradition of the pumpkin carving contest but i'm not sure how it works audio noises everybody's favorite wet noises in audio drama famously (laughs) really popular (laughs) who makes the best pumpkin carving noise you ever heard the story of psycho of um the shower scene the famous shower scene with the oh, stabbing Car- uh, and how yeah. alfred hitchcock oh, yeah. came up with the foley movie. for that yeah no i don't well, th- i don't think okay. so it's a, it's a, that was that's just what popped into my head he sat across the room with his face turned towards the wall and behind him different sound guys <laughs> came in with various food products and they would stab the food products and he would be like no <laughs> no, and I think they went through like 53 and it ended up being a honeydew melon was the stuff. But it was like 53 pieces of food died that day for the honeydew uh, melon, which is the sound effect that you hear. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> which is hilarious because I used a honeydew melon when I recorded the sound of stabbing and didn't even <gasps> know that story. You didn't even know wow. the story. It was a honeydew melon. It sounds <laughs> like a person being stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> honeydew melon, in fact. 
Um, my, my favorite Foley story has to be Species. Mm. What's oh, that one? I don't know this one. I don't know this one. I love Species. Species is a, is a sci-fi uh, mm. movie. It's it's a, it's a silly movie about an alien woman who wanders around, kills loads of men. Um, it's very sexy. She's naked and, a lot of the time. Um, and um, nice. basically, they, they had to figure out an appendage of some description going through someone's skull. Sick. Oh, dried nice. Fish, dried fish crunch. Mm. That's oh. what they did. Um, Ooh, they also so... had about half a cow in the uh, in in the in the furniture, which is waving bits of cow around through a good <laughs> chunk of time. Holy shit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, can you imagine going to a butcher and asking for half a cow? Half and they're a like cow, please. Why? And you're like, oh, I'm a phony person. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just have to lie and be like, uh, storing for the winter. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> don't worry about Foley it. Strange things. I have a favorite spatula because of Foley. There's just a spatula in my room that I'm totally in love with. It's, it just sounds good. It's just every single sword I'll ever do in my life is this fish-shaped spatula. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Only, I think only you would ever have that response. Like, yeah, I have a favorite yeah. spatula because of the noise it makes. Like, that is such a I've kind got, like, a thing. draw hinge. I haven't actually used it in anything. I just go, like, back and forth, the sound of this draw hinge kind of, like, clicking. Did, did, did we lose Paul? He's you, in there. He's you, should, you should have uh, a chat with, uh, with, with Leo, who works with me sometime, Kai. I, I think yeah. you two would get on. <laughs> I, um, I, I, act, I left the Discord because I, I wanted to look something up. Uh, oh, um, oh. I didn't. I didn't think the camera would go. Sorry, I, I'm not sure. Died. We lost Ed again. <laughs> Sorry, that that was obviously me. And yeah, he's the only other other person that I know who would go. I have a favorite spatula. Like, like he, he absolutely would say that. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. We have a um, a guy coming on tomorrow named Larry uh, Groby. I think is his name and. Uh, he's been an old school radio play guy f for 30 something years and they do a live show where like they record everything in one take um, and have live Foley and things like that so it'll be very interesting to kind of hear his side of, of of what we know is I mean he was doing audio drama before it was called that right Foley. Jeez. yes so yeah. I'm actually going to link this I've linked this I sent it to Kai um, pretty recently and I was like brave um yes like they do everything live they have like the vignette and all their cameras and then they they're and it's like it's super cool um and it does not nearly get as much attention as it should it is a very impressive production mm. for what they're doing so it's amazing yeah they're really uh, I'm, cool. I'm much more cowardly than that <laughs> <laughs> i love i love the benefit of editing <laughs> yes give me yeah. a door any day yeah, they'll be talking, uh, and you like you can see the camera yeah. on them, and they're just like playing with shit to make noises for like live right, sound I effects. Sort of play like that once that was like Macbeth, but it was all like paper puppets, and then they did all the foley live, and it was just like I was basically watching the foley. I wasn't even watching the actual puppets. Right. <laughs> so awesome. My uh, my show wouldn't exist without uh, without free sounds. That's free sounds. my life. My life. I mean, yeah, everyone sure. needs the the glorious horse sound from uh, Poo Daddy sixty nine on free sounds. It's it's uh, horse winning, a horse committing horseplay by Poo Daddy sixty nine. Uh, 
I, I can't some... believe Rebecca had stumbled across that before even joining the network. Like, oh, yeah, I've yeah. heard that. And we're like, what? <laughs> how, Rebecca, how are you one of the 3,000 plays on this? Like, how small of a world is this? It has, like, 400 downloads. It's it's <laughs> One of those, it did end up in Ghost on a Train. Greg did weave it into his actual play. I'm going to find the sound for people. Here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> I, uh, I got lucky and ended up being a bit of a purist, actually. Uh, we, we recorded all of our Foley in mm. the studio. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like we, I, I got very, very lucky. Um, a friend of a friend happened to be at a London university at the time doing, a, uh, doing a, an audio degree and uh, was just like, hey, yeah, I can get Foley studio time whenever you like. Do you know which uni? Yeah, it was uh, West London. Okay. Because I was going to say, Kai, you have access to a Foley studio at, at school, right? Yeah, not not when I started Chain of Being, but recently I have. Um, but I was kind of in the habit of doing, uh, what's it called, like, sound library stuff. But um, to be honest, now that I have this Foley studio, I think season two is definitely, like, yeah, you have the luxury, you might as well use it. You know, I'm paying this much money to fucking go to this university. They owe me something. Yeah, yeah get, get, get some else out of that tuition while you can, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, are there any final thoughts before we wrap the panel on non-podcast content? Any ideas anyone's come up with or, or um, examples of I what can they've help seen? With, I have one other comment on Foley. Mm. Punching gammon is way better than punching watermelons. Watermelons break when you punch them. I'd like that on a t-shirt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I make t-shirt worthy comments. What, so wait, what are you punching instead of My a watermelon? Gammon. gammon. What is g gammon? Um, uh, it's big. from a pig. It's it's sort of very meaty. Oh, oh gotcha. It's also, a, it's also a rude word for a um a red faced old man in this country as well. <laughs> oh, that does sound rude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Usually racist people. It's like a, you, you, if you like there's like a racist old man, you call him a gammon. Oh, oh, that it's, sounds uh, that sounds fair. Yeah, that's right. You're going to punch him or a watermelon then? So. <laughs> no, I have, I have a, a final sense. comment. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My final no, it's okay. My final comment is that if you are creating non-podcast content and you're like, man, is this good enough? It's better to have given your 60%, your 80%, whatever percentage mm. into that content than stressing over it consuming yourself with it to get something 100% perfect to put it out there because at yeah. least you've gotten something out there. Mm -hmm. You have now expanded your world. You have now invited more people in. You have now entertained your audience in some way, shape, or form. So do that without stressing about like, mm -hmm. man, it doesn't sound as good as my episodes. Like, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, It's out there. We are indie creators. Yep. It's okay. Just yeah, make stuff. <laughs> There's something that I, I want to say, actually, about what Paul was saying about spending 100% of his time on the episodes. Dude, you've got rewrites of some sort. You've thrown stuff away. Mm. People want to see that. People will want to see the gags that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, would y'all like to see my worst joke? I would love to see a list of worst jokes of, of like, like, Green Horizon that didn't make it. You don't even have to record something. Just... just do it in script form, yo. Yeah. There's stuff that you produced by yes. necessity can while I, writing something. 
Yeah, so, oh, that really wasn't very funny. Gone. Oh, okay. Yes. Can I, can I pitch this to Paul? So, Paul, it's you sat in a badly lit room, YouTube apology style, with a just printed piece of paper, and you just sit in front of the stage with like a ring light in front of you and go, it's like, Gino Whelan turns into a dog. And you just miss like straight face every shit joke. <laughs> I would love to hear some like 4 a.m. fever vision Paul jokes, like the shit that you thought was funny when you were falling asleep. Because and yeah, you're like running your phone, it makes no sense. Like I, I just want note that, app, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, there was something that I came up with. I was going to do an episode for, I think, it was season three. That I, I caught the whole thing. Um, but if you want to talk fever dream, I had an idea where I wanted to do a clip show. But I wanted to have it be a space anomaly where the where the gang were seeing themselves from the past, <laughs> so they would see uh, they would see things that happened that, oh, that already fun. happened in the show while they're there looking at themselves. And then I remember I thought of it. I was like, "That's really cool." And I woke up the next morning. I was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even funny. drunk. But I mean, that's I like, that's some oh, decent like bonus content that you'd be like, "This didn't make yeah. it because oh, what the fuck," you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's Sorry there could for the be clip for that. show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a very good point, Ed. I, you know, I think there is probably a lot of, um, mm. you know, the director's cut of sorts of like things that didn't quite make it in. Um, you, you're making whenever you're making stuff, you're making stuff. Yeah. Um, and mm. and you're you know if you're giving a hundred percent of your time to your work, which I I you know I identify with Paul. I just I'm very mm. good at identifying the offcuts. That's all. I'm I'm very similar. The the I don't I don't really go off on that many tangents. Um, it's mm. okay. I'm doing this thing, but you're you're gonna have offcuts. You're gonna have things that you don't want. You're gonna have things that you can reuse or whatever. Yeah, from bloopers to to script edits. Yeah, yeah. all of that is uh, is non podcast content in the in the context we've been talking about. Mm. Ooh. I would love to see like an AI like listen to Gino comment like having an AI read all of like Gino's oh, lines shit. or all of um maybe all of Peter's lines would be really funny oh, and a- and then you can just voice like the AI lines from Peter that would be really really yeah. funny because Peter says some awesome dumb shit uh, and that's why I <laughs> I love Peter so much like Gino is the main character but Peto is uh, uh, uh Peter is my um my soul yeah. like my my, my <laughs> like i identify so with weird. him so hard um god i love him so much he's such a doof so, so I, th- yeah. I, think, I think we can come up with some really fun stuff for you all so mm. um yeah. we are just about or we are uh, a little over time now um i guess we had a little late start but we're right at the hour and a half mark so thank you all for joining us aaron you've been awesome thank you so much for you know stepping in i had no idea to be involved at all until just a few days ago and you've been a lifesaver it's been super awesome having you here i I just i yeah i've been happy to be here so yeah it's always nice nerding out with some uh some like minds some creatives uh ed it was a fantastic to meet you thank you so much um Mm. We need to keep in contact, talk more. There's a lot of overlap between what we do and what you do. Thanks so, yeah, we should all um, we should work together and stuff. It'd be super fun. And uh, Paul and Kai, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, and uh, yeah, you're gonna be hanging out right. with Stefan visiting you tomorrow, so that will be really, really, yeah. really cool. 
Yeah, we're actually meeting up on Wednesday, which is cool. Um, yeah. Stefan's yeah. from Ghost on a Trains, for those who don't know, uh, the, the fourth member of Ghost on a Train. Um, but yeah, t- day two has been really, really fun. We have one more panel tonight at 7, 7 p.m.? Yeah, 7 p.m., and it's about getting new listeners into podcasts, see if we can answer that question and brainstorm some mm-hmm. good ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, so don't uh, tune out too, uh, just yet. We have one more panel for today, and uh, we'll see you all another time. Bye. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. This is the Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.